Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. As a country, we have Memorial Day tomorrow, but of course, we have some really not-so-distant memories of another tragedy. Another school shooting, this time in Texas. And what I think stands out to me the most is how many perspectives gather around tragedies so quickly. So you've got uh, the 24-hour news media, which has the pressure to be able to say something for 24 hours, which, minus God, I don't know what I could talk about for 24 hours. And so they have that pressure to keep throwing it at us over and over again. You then have politicians who, being political, is a part of the human experience. We have to do something to navigate for us to live in unity and harmony. Of course, we say under God, but nonetheless, politicians come with ideas and what needs to happen. And those discussions are important in a, in a democracy to have good dialogue and seek understanding and truth and what is justice and what is not. You have psychologists who are wonderful. They try to help us understand what would lead someone to do these things. What might the victim's families be feeling and needing? All of this is, are, are important points of view and statements to be made. But to me, the thing that stands out the most, which is very telling, is that things like this still bother us. I didn't have time to research, but at least the one that the first one I can remember is Columbine. And there's been so many since then, yet there's something deep in our hearts that doesn't get used to it. Good. Rightfully so. But it is important that that perspective be heard maybe first and foremost. That in your heart and mine, there's a big, gigantic cry. This is not right. Something is going wrong. And the reason that's so important to listen to is, first off, that's the only chance we have for unity. That people can still feel the idea that this is awful. Because if all of us feel that, then good. We're all still in touch with our humanity. But it's also important because in there, we never took a class on is it wrong for there a young person to turn into a murderer and kill other young people. You didn't have to take an elective in college or get a doctorate to say this is a tragedy, this is awful, this is evil. We don't want this. For any of our kids, classmates, friends, cousins, nieces, nephews, grandkids, our brothers and sisters in Christ, we don't want this. And so in our hearts, in what Pope John Paul II and Pope Benedict would say is the core of our humanity, is this cry for the way things ought to be. The way we want things. And it's not always crystal clear. There's important debates and study and prayer to find out what we're really looking for. But it's enough to say we want a life where violence isn't a part of it. 
We desire a kind of life where people can feel safe and flourish. We long for union, justice, goodness, beauty, and love to be the way that everyone is welcomed and treated. And that deep cry, desire, in Greek it's called eros, when taken to God, actually can lead us to God, not take us away. That these tragedies have a way of clarifying how much we need help and healing. That we need light to guide us. And the beautiful thing is, Pope Benedict says, Jesus, risen from the dead, is the answer to the cry of our hearts. For a love and a life stronger than evil, violence, and death. That there is something more powerful, more potent, and more lasting than tragedies after tragedy after tragedy. And so as a people who gather on Sunday who believe in Jesus, believe that his death and resurrection did something in this world and that we can participate, our response to tragedies is not political, psychological, or news categories. They're human categories. They're simply the sadness, the longing, the hope, and the prayer for something to be different. That's not naive. That's biblical. That's not naive. It's actually divine. So today we celebrate the ascension of the Lord, and, and it can be so tempting to be like, oh, Jesus got out of this world. You just talked about a tragedy. We see the connection. Let's get out of this mess as quick as we can. And that's not the message of the ascension. What the message of the ascension is, is to say, Jesus takes our humanity at Christmas, right? God becomes one of us. And in suffering, death, and resurrection, transforms us. And in the ascension, takes us to the place where everything is beautiful. Where everything is secure. Where there is no need for news because the only news is God is me, God is with me, and I am with him. There's only beauty, a bliss and ecstasy we can't even find words for. Jesus took our humanity there. And the message is for those who stay united to him, we can go where he's going. That there will be a place. Pope Benedict defines heaven as total satisfaction. It's like on a hot day after you wash your car and you have a can of Coke and you go, ah. That's the sound of heaven. Total satisfaction. But the way to heaven, we don't always like. Jesus says it in the first line of the scriptures today. It is written that Christ would suffer and rise from the dead. 
In order to stay on the way that leads to glory, we got to stay on the way and repent of, let go of, walk away from all the thoughts, ways of talking, behaviors and activities, the ways we relate to each other and God that take us from that way. Like if you and I want to drive to Chicago and we start heading east, there's a problem. (laughs) Chicago's west. We could have the best intentions of the world, but it's not going to lead us where we want to go. There's a definitive way to Chicago. There's a definitive way to the fulfillment of the cry of our hearts. And it's not a road, it's a person, Jesus Christ. And at every Mass we gather, not to escape from the world, but to be reoriented. The whole Mass is about orienting us back to God. That's why we need to go to Mass over and over and over again. The beginning of Mass, we admit we made our lives about other things. Please have mercy. Then we hear the story of God pursuing us. The scriptural stories. He created us. We messed it up. He pursues us. He heals and transforms us and tells us where he calls us to. Glory. And then at the high point of Mass, at the Eucharistic prayer, we don't focus on each other. We don't focus on the world's problems. What we do is we, with angels and saints, contemplate God and experience His transforming power so that the bread and wine become the body and blood of Jesus. Then we receive that body and blood of Jesus so that the bread and wine aren't the only thing changed, but that we are changed. And then we go back into a world of traumas and wounds and sin and hurt. And we become Christ to others, releasing what we've seen. There's hope. There's good news. We know what you're looking for. There's mercy. There's forgiveness. There's justice. And we begin to invite people. And as this ebb and flow of going out and coming back continues, we do what the Scriptures promise. We become part of the healing of the nations. Not because we fight with weapons or politicians, but we fight as God fights with forgiving love, justice, and kindness. And to say the ascension is, boy, the closer we are to Jesus, the closer we are to fulfillment. And we know our country's hurting. And we want all of them to know not just how to get by until the next thing, but how to actually heal and walk the way of glory. Amen.